Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Comes a stealing and it sets my brain a reeling when I listen to the music. Of a military band. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Lone Star Mandate, Intel Briefing. I'm Barbara Kusak. With coronavirus cases surging across Texas, correspondent Jeff McKay reports Governor Greg Abbott has now issued a nearly statewide mask mandate. The order, which begins Friday, requires all Texans to wear a face covering over the nose and mouth in public places in counties with 20 or more positive COVID-19 cases. This according to Abbott's office. Abbott had previously resisted calls for such a statewide requirement. Six days ago, he ordered bars closed and reduced the permitted restaurant occupancy to 50 percent, but new cases can continue to set daily records, and Texas hospitals are nearing the breaking point. Florida has reported 10,000 newly confirmed coronavirus cases for the first time. In the state today, Vice President Mike Pence says the Trump administration will provide additional federal resources. The governor and I talked today about, uh, uh, about personnel, and uh, we'll be considering a, a request from the state of Florida about uh, medical personnel that uh, we'll be processing uh, in very short order. At the White House, correspondent Pamela Brown says President Trump addressed the virus spread. As coronavirus cases across the country continue to surge, hitting single-day records in some states, Trump insists the pandemic is, quote, under control. We're putting out the fires. Meanwhile, New York City announced schools will reopen in the fall. The U.S. intelligence chiefs conducted classified briefings today for congressional leaders demanding more answers about intelligence assessments that Russia offered bounties for killing U.S. troops in Afghanistan. Afterwards, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer expressed his concern. I'm not going to say anything about the briefing, but I believe that the president is not close to tough enough on Vladimir Putin. The U.S. economy posted its largest single-month job gain in history at 4.8 million. The 11.1 percent unemployment rate in June is among one of its worst points since the Great Depression. And Barbara Kusak. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. 
He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-461-4545. That's 800-461-4545. 800-461-4545. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. KCAA. The Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, the Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pau de Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at DeHeboTeaClub.com or call 818-610-8088. Dehebo is spelled T-A-H-E-E-B-O. So DeHeboTeaClub.com, 818-610-8088. Open for takeout and delivery, El Tapioc Mexican Food Restaurant in the Tri-City Center of Redlands is back. Their entire family is on hand to serve up their delicious burritos, machaca, chorizo, huevos rancheros, steak and eggs, just part of their mouth-watering great food. Since 1531, people have marveled at the miracle of El Tapioc, and now you can marvel at the great food the Lugo family has been serving up for over two decades. Nestled quietly in the corner of the Tri-City Center shopping mall next to Burlington Coat Factory. Support them. They can't wait to serve you some of their delectable, authentic, south-of-the-border Mexican fare at great prices, served up with love. Support the area's best-loved Mexican food restaurant in these tough times. Order up a tasty meal on the phone for delivery or takeout, for breakfast, lunch, or dinner from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call 909-307-0017. That's 909 909- 307-0017 or Google El Tapioc Redlands and treat yourself. KCAA Welcome to the Zero Point Health Hour with your host Taylor Fakus and the Zero Point team where you'll learn everything you need to know to step into the new life path of vitality and infinite potential. Open your hearts and minds and prepare to go on a journey with the Zero Point team to unlock the strongest version of yourself from the inside out. And now, here's Taylor Fakus and the ZPA crew. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Zero Point Health Hour. I'm delighted to share this time with you today. I'm joined by my esteemed and loved guest, author, bodybuilder, biohacker, surgical tech, autodidact, genius, JB Fantasy, Mr. Joseph Brasfield. Are you on the line, sir? I'm on the line. How's it going, buddy? It's going good because I'm reeling you in if you're on the line. Yep, I'm here. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, 
I want to start off with a, a question that I get asked about 10 times a day, and I, I would imagine most people do. And it's been a unique experience uh, dancing with this question because uh, I, I have kind of this pre-programmed response that I'm becoming aware of, and I'm trying to be cognizant of that so I can actually uh, respond truthfully with what's actually going on in my life. And the, this very deep question is, how are you, Joe? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Now, was that a regurgitated, pre-programmed response, or is that the expression of your deepest heart and soul? No. That that was a, a real response. Man, you're doing so much better than I am, then. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep uh, the phone away from my brain, man. I've been oh. reading this new book, and so I'm like trying to like be on speakerphone and keep it away from me. Well, just remember... You will never be on my level until you have it on speakerphone, on a selfie stick, and you're inside of a Faraday cage yelling at it. <laughs> With a tinfoil hat on. Of course. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. The reason why I asked you that is it's like whenever someone, you know, you bump into someone, they're like, oh, hey, what's up? How you doing? That's kind of like the natural, uh, you know, Western American or Californian greeting, I guess. And it's funny because whenever someone asks me that question, I'm always like, you know what? Give me a second. <laughs> I have to like sit there for a second and actually like try to respond genuinely because it's such an interesting, beautiful, challenging, confusing, gifted time that we're in. And I feel like when someone asks me how I'm doing, it's like it changes on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. And showing up and expressing how you're actually feeling it's kind of funny it almost throws people off like i've had people be like oh hey taylor how you doing i'm like oh today i'm kind of an emotional roller coaster i'm definitely dealing with some depression and i'm feeling kind of lethargic and like an imposter in my own body and then there's like this weird deer in the head looks like deer in the headlights look and i'm just like hey i'm just being honest how are you doing and they're like uh good <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. So the good talk, man. Thanks for actually caring because there was no follow-up to any of like the very vulnerable information I just shared with you. But um, you're, you're not you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say good, and then if you're not doing good, you're supposed to say fine. Ah, uh, or, yes. or li live in the dream means I'm com I'm considering suicide. That's yeah, what exactly. live in the dream means. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm doing good, and I'm fine with living the dream. So uh, it's the trinity of the answers all combined into one. Definitely. So, you know, on a lighter note, hydrogen, bro. Hydrogen and EMFs. That's why we're here, right? <laughs> Those are two very polar different uh, conversations, right? <laughs> well, literally, they're polarizing because they're electromagnetic and hydrogen is involved. So, yes. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, yeah. you've been on this this pretty cool journey, man. And, and uh you know, we, we talk when I don't ignore your phone calls three out of four times. So, like, you know, every every five days we connect. And uh, <laughs> and you've been going on this, like, really, like, deep dive into trying to become the healthiest, strongest version of yourself. And, and you have a, a very unique and innate ability to absorb information. And, and that's something I would argue that both of us have in common when it's something that we're passionate about. And it's just been really cool to see like this this fire light lighted up inside of you to really get down to the fundamental things that really make you happy and really make you feel good and it's been really cool just sharing that with you and bouncing ideas ideas off you and stuff but um i thought uh uh two two really cool topics that we could get into today would be uh 
first of all, hydrogen, because you and I have been talking about hydrogen quite a bit. And it's something that I think that the general public is, is still not has been brought into their awareness yet. So uh, why don't you share a little bit about your experience of how you've been using hydrogen water and, and what kind of got you into that mindset and, and what you've been experiencing by by practicing that. And then we can kind of ping pong back and forth and try to make it to where everybody can absorb the information and hopefully take away uh, something that they can actually utilize in their life to feel better and, and be healthier. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So uh, for those who don't know, uh, hydrogen is the smallest molecule uh, in existence. Uh, and and because it is the smallest molecule in, in existence, it is able to penetrate uh, all of the basically anything. Essentially, it penetrates all of the the tissues that are in your body. Um, so when you are able to infuse your water with hydrogen, um, then you are essentially biohacking that water, and you're allowing that water to seep into all tissues in your body. Mm-hmm. But it it does so much more than that. Um, it's it's actually uh, I I would classify it as like an an antioxidant mm-hmm. adaptogen. Mm-hmm. Um, antioxidants is kind of a mixed bag, especially for elite athletes. Um, the elite athletes don't want to overload on antioxidants, um, and that, for for reasons it, it can kind of inhibit your gains, so to speak. Right? It can mm-hmm. it can inhibit muscle contractions. Um, the best way to think about it without breaking it down is uh, you're you're sort of you have to break down that muscle for it to to build itself back up, right? So mm-hmm. antioxidants can kind of almost step in and prevent that from happening. Uh, but the nice thing about hydrogen is hydrogen won't do that. Hydrogen can actually regulate the antioxidants in your body um, without without stepping in and, and ruining your, your workout or ruining your the hypertrophy that you're trying to get. Yeah, so let's um, so break that down. Really good in that way. Yeah, let's break that down a little bit because uh, there's a lot of big words there that that might make some people be scratching their heads. So, for example, um, like adaptogen is is one of my favorite words because it's it's my understanding or the way that I explain it in layman's terms is that. Uh, it's something that is kind of meeting your body where it's at and trying to satisfy the needs of the environment that your body's currently in. Uh, so it's more specific. So like, for example, you know, uh, a typical antioxidant, like if you think of, you know, fruits and vegetables and things of that nature, they're, they're kind of non-selective. Like they kind of have this global uh, systemic uh, antioxidant response. And if, if you're not really too familiar with the idea of oxidation or antioxidants, whenever you're exposed to any form of stress, you know, non-native electromagnetic fields, which we'll probably get into, exercise, emotional stress, you know, any, any form of stress, it's going to cause the cells in your body to oxidize, almost like, you know, how uh, iron would rust, right? There's a chemical reaction where it starts to kind of break down. And all living things do that. It's called entropy. You know, every living thing has a certain lifespan. And when something is going undergoing high levels of oxidation, you're kind of burning the candle at both ends, right? So there's a good and a bad side to that because, and you alluded to this, if when you're working out, you're creating, you're basically causing cellular damage. You're getting micro tears in your muscles, which uh, is is the prerequisite for hypertrophy or building muscle size and and a little bit of strength. And if your body kind of forgets that that oxidation process happened, then it won't know that it needs to repair that damage so you can inhibit some of your progress and some of the ability for your body to repair. It's like if you got a cut and your body didn't know that you had a cut, then you wouldn't form a scab and you would, you know, 
bleed a lot more than you would really need to. So you want to make sure that you're strategically using antioxidants, specifically ones that do have that adaptogenic effect like hydrogen and polyphenols, which are uh, found in, you know, like green tea, coffee, and a couple other things. They're a little bit more specific because they're going to work with the anti-inflammatory and the antioxidant pathways that don't inhibit the recovery from the exercise. So was that a pretty good reflection of what you just said? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the way that it, I mean, first of all, anybody who's listening to this, this, this is a, a very complicated um, sort of. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Subject. Um, but the, the easiest way that I have found to sort of explain it um, is that you have, you have an atom, right? And your atom has two electrons, let's say, right? You have an atom with two electrons, right? And, and one of those um, one of those electrons gets knocked off, right, from from ionizing radiation or from from some sort of free rad- or some sort of damage that's going on in your body, right? Mm-hmm. So when an atom is missing one electron, that becomes a free radical, and that atom's its sole purpose in life is to go around searching for an electron so that it can be complete again. Mm-hmm. And what it ends up doing is it, it goes throughout your body looking for this electron, and it starts stealing electrons from other atoms. And this sort of sort of starts this chain a uh, chain of events where you're just creating more and more free radicals because you keep stealing electrons, um, and then eventually the, the buck stops at your DNA, and it's going to take an electron mm-hmm. off of your DNA and mm-hmm. cause what is known as DNA damage. Um, this is what the entire field of epigenetics is based on: mm-hmm. is these free radicals. Well, when you exercise, you create. Um, another kind of free radical called a reactive reactive oxygen species yep. that happens as a result of your mitochondria absorbing oxygen. It's created as a byproduct. Well, if you baby your your own internal system, you have an internal system that uses NAD to sort of break down all these free radicals and stuff. But if you baby that with antioxidants, then the, you're you're essentially like what, what would you say? Like you're essentially like you're, you're, you're babying it. And, and then the next time you come into contact with a bunch of free radicals, your, your body's going to be weak and it, mm-hmm. and it won't mm-hmm. know what to do essentially at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you could almost relate it to your immune system, right? So it's like if you're living in a bubble your whole life, and this is kind of oddly uh, pertinent to what we're going through right now, but like if you live in a bubble your whole life and you don't have exposure to these things, of course, within a healthy range, I mean, it's the same thing with exercise, you know, like if you're overtraining and you're over, uh, you know, exercising too much, then you're going to swing in the opposite direction. You know, you're not going to be able to uh, repair from that damage. And in that case, you might actually need some antioxidants to kind of balance that out. So it can kind of swing in either direction. But if you're never exposed to the stressor, then your body never gets the signal to adapt and become strong enough to handle it the next time. So yeah, you're like, kind of like coddling your body by giving it too much help. And if you give it too much help, it can't get stronger. And like a, a, a simple anecdote that I think people could connect with with this would be, um, this is one of my favorite stories from an amazing book by Don Miguel Ruiz called The Mastery of Love. Have you listened to The Mastery of Love? 
I have not. It's phenomenal. It's like two and a half hours long. Every human being listening to this, I strongly encourage you guys to listen to the audiobook or read the book. It's great. And uh, one of the little stories in the book is about a kid that finds a cocoon. And he takes the cocoon home and he's like, hey, look, and he's shown it to his parents. He's like, look, I found this cool little thing. And they're like, oh, that's that's actually a caterpillar and it's inside of its cocoon and it's undergoing a metamorphosis and it's going to come out as a butterfly. And so the kid is super excited and with nothing but love in his heart and wanting to help, (laughs) he gets scissors and he cuts the cocoon open because he wants to help the butterfly get out. Well, the butterfly has to go through the struggle of fighting its way out of the cocoon to build up enough strength to be able to fly. So because he took away its struggle, it did not have the strength to live, so it immediately died. And so it's kind of the same thing with our bodies. You know, there's there's this spectrum of, you know, beating yourself into the ground and then completely, you know, coddling yourself and, and not exposing yourself to enough stress. And if you can't kind of find the balance between those two things, then you're not really going to get the response that you want because you're either going to get burned out and sick or you're never going to get sick enough to get strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. there, there has to be like this kind of balance there. So when you, when you go through a hard training session and then you consume a ton of antioxidants, you almost like wiped the memory of that workout from your body. So it's, it's like cutting the cocoon open. So you're not going to be able to create the adaptations that you need to actually be able to handle that same level of stress the next time you that you come in and that's one of the things that's so special and cool about hydrogen because it has that kind of adaptogenic characteristic where it is only working on the pathways that are going to uh, help you recover without taking away the the stimulus that is needed for your body to know that it needs to repair itself and the ROS the reactive oxygen species plays plays a huge role in that because you know for as long as I can remember, as long as I've been alive, it's like, you know, oxidation is the enemy. Like you need to have this many ORAC values of antioxidants. Otherwise you're going to die from cancer no matter what you do. And it's like, okay, well, hold on. You know, like you have to strategically time and place those things because if you're pumped full of blueberry juice 24 seven, then you're basically living in a bubble and, and your body is not able to actually recognize that it has to get stronger and it has to adapt and repair because you're completely getting rid of all the oxidation. And it needs to know that that ROS and that oxidation is happening so then it can overcome it and adapt to it and get stronger. Yeah, and, and even from, from not a performance standpoint or not from you know, a, a physique standpoint, too many antioxidants can, can actually be really de- de- deleterious to everybody um, because the way the antioxidants work essentially is, is it offers up these free electrons to mm-hmm. free radicals. So free radicals that they're looking for electrons, it's offering them up for free. But when these antioxidants run out of electrons, what do they turn into? They turn into oxalates, right? So mm-hmm. they, they turn into their own damaging free radicals that, that then go in. And that's, so it, it starts this chain of events also. So you, you, don't, you just don't want to eat a whole bunch of antioxidants. You want to give your body a chance to do what it does. Absolutely. And, and it's interesting that you use the term oxalates because there's even foods that are high in antioxidants and simultaneously also high in oxalates, like, <laughs> like almonds, for example, uh, especially if they're not sprouted and they're not, you know, organic, non-GMO, high quality almonds. Like if you're throwing down a ton of almonds, like you might be getting some decent fat, you might be getting some decent protein and fiber and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, 
almonds are, are really high in oxalates. They, 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 they have a lot of anti-nutrients in them, and so do a lot of like nightshade vegetables and things of that nature. So it's just kind of cool when you, when you really get down to the brass tacks of it, it comes down to the idea that you nailed that our cells are not eating little blueberry molecules. They're not eating little almond molecules. They're exchanging energy by through electron transfer, through the Krebs cycle, through electromagnetism. And so if you have a bunch of cells that are running around looking for electrons and you're giving them the electrons from the antioxidants, but then those antioxidants create their own byproduct that are essentially doing the same thing just at a different level and a different scale, then you're, you're not really making progress. And so it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you shouldn't work out for three hours a day because you don't get stronger when you work out. You get stronger when you sleep. And so if you get into that mindset of, oh, well, I'm just going to basically flood my body with uh, tons and tons and tons and tons of antioxidants and micronutrients all the time, then you're going to become dependent on that. Like it's, it's, it's almost like you're, you're weakening your innate immune system and, and your body's innate ability to respond to the environment internally and externally because it's like, it's, it's a, it's a blueberry addict now, you know, it's an, it's addicted to antioxidants mm -hmm. now, you know? And so it's just kind of interesting that, you know, people like to polarize things so much and, the way that I that I kind of explain this to people, you know, there's periods in my life, usually on an annual basis, where I will only eat meat. And there's periods in my life where I will do kind of like more of a vegan style diet. But they're very short term and they have a very specific purpose. And there's certain seasons, literally and figuratively in my life when I do those things, because... Uh, my, my, my belief is that animal, high-quality animal-based foods are very nourishing for your body. And high-quality plant-based foods are very cleansing for your body. And this is a gross oversimplification. But, you know, there's only a certain degree of both of those things that you want. So if you were going to take a shower, you wouldn't scrub your skin until you started bleeding. Like, you can only get so clean, right? Like, you can only wash off so much dirt. So, like, if you're raw vegan 24-7 all the time, it's kind of like you're in the shower scrubbing your skin raw all the time. And if you're only eating animal products all the time, it's like, okay, well, at some point, you're going to have so much nutrition in you that you're going to need to remove some of it. It's actually going to start getting in the way. So people like to get so religious with this thing that it's like, no, you need to be a carnivore. No, you need to be a vegan. It's like, well, maybe you should actually look at what happens in nature and see that everything ebbs and flows between those two extremes. Yeah, I, I agree. And <clears throat> that's sort of the diet that I've, I've kind of taken on. Um, cause if you think about like ancestral living, you know, they really had to eat what was available to them. And if they went out and they got a kill for the day, um, then they had meat, you know, and, and, but sometimes they didn't get a kill. Sometimes they were around a bunch of fruit and a bunch of vegetables. And so they picked from the trees and the bushes and they ate that. Sometimes they didn't eat at all. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes you got to fast, you know, and, and they had so, they were so much healthier than we are today. Um, so I think the more that we can mimic that sort of ancestral diet, the better. Well, yeah, and the, the thing that's key there is is that they were coherent with the environment around them. You know, even if they were nomadic, like Native Americans typically would move all over the United States or different parts of the United States, but they would either follow the animals <laughs> or they would follow where food would naturally grow when it was in season. And because they were traveling on foot and they weren't getting jet lag by going a bajillion miles an hour across the whole planet, their body had time to acclimate to that new electromagnetic field, the new uh, spectrum of light that they would be experiencing because they'd be either closer or 
farther away from the equator or, or the earth would be tilted and wobbled in a different way. And so they were just more in rhythm with nature. And that's, that's one of those things that I talk about a lot or we talk about a lot is the fact that we've kind of removed ourselves from nature and we're living in these spaceships with these spacesuits on. And so our body isn't really sure what it should be doing, when it should be doing it, why it should be doing it. And um, like last week, we had on uh, Mark's nephew, uh, Brad Westwood, and he has a really cool project that he's starting where he's basically going to be taking people, and uh, Zero Point Athletics is going to be a party to this, taking people on these really cool hiking trails that most people don't know about and getting out in nature, getting in the sun, getting their feet in the dirt, getting in the water, and doing movement, working out, working in, but also leaving the environment better than when they found it. So everybody brings a trash bag, they pick up trash, and they beautify the whole place because that's that's some of that you know Native American or just Native human wisdom is like, oh, wow, well, if we're a part of the environment, we're dependent on the environment, then if we don't take care of the environment, we're inherently not taking care of ourselves. And that's where I feel like we have this disconnect is we think that we're separate from the environment because we don't have the ability to perceive that because we can pop something in the microwave from Mexico, China, Chile, or wherever, and it pops out and we have this little triangle of meat <laughs> and, and we eat it. You know, we don't think about that it was a living, breathing organism. We don't think about where it was raised, what it ate, uh, you know, how it got here, how, how long it's been dead, uh, what the other parts of the animal were used for. Like those are things that aren't really in the forefront of our mind because we're so focused on playing the game of being in American culture or just human culture, society. Yeah, there's a, a lot of disconnect, it seems, yeah. And it, it definitely does pay dividends to get out there and, and just connect with nature. Get out there, take your shoes off, connect with the earth. Um, all of that stuff is, is really beneficial. So share, your body will respond to it. Oh, for sure. So, so that, that leads me kind of this next point. Share a little bit about the book that you're reading and some of the insight that you've gleaned from it. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so I'm, 50%, <laughs> I'm 50% of the way through Joseph Mercola's book, uh, EMS. Hmm. Um, and it is, it's, it's a, it's a good book. It's a good book. Some, some parts that I think are a little bit exaggerated, but, uh, he definitely is driving the point home. Um, and, uh, yeah, the key message here is just stay away from your phone. I mean, essentially, <laughs> um, it's, it's pretty concerning. Uh, he basically talks about, um, the difference between ionizing radiation and non-ionizing radiation. Um, and how the way that ionizing radiation, this is an interesting segue actually, because the way that ionizing radiation, right, you get that from x-rays, you mm -hmm. get that from gamma rays, uh, the way that that is so damaging for you is because it is so strong, the radiation is so strong that it can actually knock those electrons off of your atoms. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're essentially creating free radical damage uh, via radiation, mm -hmm. and that's how you get things like cancer from mm -hmm. radiation. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, uh, nobody thought that, or basically everybody thought that non-ionizing radiation was, was fine. They didn't think it caused any harm. Um, and now we're finding out that non-ionizing radiation causes the same DNA damage. Yep. It just does it a different way. Yep. Um, basically, when you're exposed, you have, the, where do I start? <laughs> Basically, you have these, uh, you have a bunch of channels and pumps in your cell, right? Your cell is made out of a lipid bilayer, and it has all of these little pumps around it, right? Mm -hmm. And these, you have like the sodium potassium pump, which was discovered in 1950. 
um, and then disproven, actually, by Dr. Gilbert Ling in 1962, 12 years later. Um, not that the sodium-potassium pump doesn't exist. It does exist, just not in the way that we thought it did for those first 12 years. Voltage-gated um, but that's calcium a completely channels. different conversation. <laughs> what was that? Voltage-gated calcium channels, dog. Yes. Yes, I was getting to that. I was like, the sodium-potassium <laughs> pump is a completely different conversation, but this voltage-gated calcium channel is what it's called. Uh, when you're exposed to non-ionizing radiation, it basically forces calcium inside of your cell. Mm -hmm. And when you get this flood of calcium inside your cell, your body creates nitric oxide and it creates superoxide. Now, both of these, both of these enzymes are, uh, they're not, they're not very deleterious by themselves. They're pretty benign. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But when they combine, they create something called peroxynitrite. And peroxynitrite is very, very harmful and very, very toxic. And peroxynitrite, is, it just goes around destroying every tissue in your body, essentially. And it's it's almost uh, it's almost twofold because not only is it destroying tissues, but it also destroys uh, superoxide dismutase, which is the enzyme that breaks down yep. superoxide. So it's actually it, it kills off what it what is supposed to be removing it or mm -hmm. you know removing at least the uh, the precursors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is is how non-ionizing radiation uh, is harmful, and that comes from your cell phones. That comes. From your modem it comes from any smart appliances that you have mm -hmm. and this is also the logic behind why people are so freaked out about 5g and rightfully so in my opinion but that's controversial <laughs> oh yeah but 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 the thing is man is you know every every controversial idea goes through these different stages where at first it's seen as like heresy right like the earth's not the center of the universe like you guys are crazy and uh you know actually it is but uh i'll, I'll just leave it at that but <laughs> Uh, you know, it's at first it's seen as like this blasphemous, you know, heinous, uh, almost like you're committing treason against science or humanity. And then, you know, there's this period and it's usually after whoever made the discovery is dead, unfortunately, but uh, where people start to question it. And then it starts to become more mainstream. There's more research that's done around it. There's more funding that's done around it because, you know, everybody listening, we have to remember that like this idea of the 99% and the 1%, there's 99% of us and 1% of them. So, you know, we have the ability to make a huge impact in the way that our politics are, are ran, the way that our laws are written, the way that our society and culture is built, because the few can't control the many unless they pivot the many against the, each other. And, and this is kind of what I think is, is very... Um, 
something that's happening right now presently is, you know, people are so concerned about whether their neighbor uh, is their enemy because of their gender, their race, their religion, their political beliefs or whatever, uh, that, w that we're so pitted against each other that we don't realize that we are the 99%. The 99% is, is way stronger than the 1% when we start realizing that we are all the 99%. And there's not all these subdivisions between us because it's one of those things that I, I, I bring up often. Like I've always had a very dysfunctional relationship with money. I've, I've, I've never wanted it because I felt like there was guilt or shame around it. I didn't want to be a cog in the machine. Like I didn't, uh, I, I just wanted to be the rebel without a cause. I wanted to be the nonconformist, right? But I realized that that was a, a denial. I was in denial about that because we vote with our dollar. Where you spend your money, you're putting your energy and your attention. So if we keep buying the next iPhone and the next iPad and we keep saying, oh, yeah, I need to be able to stream Amazon just a little bit faster because the frames per second just isn't good enough for me on my 1080p HD 32-inch TV where I have any movie or any TV show on demand at any time for $5 a month. It's just still not good enough. <laughs> you know, we have to think about what we're actually spending our money on because that's how we actually vote. If nobody bought crappy food then these businesses that produce it would either have to start producing better food or they would go out of business and then we would actually be supporting people that recognize that we are an aspect of the environment. These biodynamic farmers, these legit organic farmers, these laser physicists that are trying to come up with ways that we can still have telecommunication and the internet and social media, but in a safer and healthier way. But but people have to, to not give their power away because people think like, oh, well, my, my $10 or my one iPhone 11 that I buy doesn't matter. Well, that's just like saying that your vote on the ballot doesn't matter. And, you know, you could argue about whether, you know, that ever gets counted correctly or not or blah, 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 blah. But that's all, that's all conjecture. The point is, if you show up and you vote, then you're putting your time and your energy into something. Whether you're voting with your money, whether you're voting on a ballot, whether you're voting with the, the energy that you're putting out into the world with your social media content or your radio show or the energy that you share with the people that you actually love and care about, those are all forms of currency. That's why money is called currency. It has a current. It has energy. And we can channel that into the things that we believe that make us happier, healthier, and more connected. And, and I think that that's really easy to forget when we forfeit our power. Because if we really have this idea that there's this 1% ruling elite, whether you want to say they're politicians, whether you want to say it's the corporatocracy, if you want to go into conspiracy theory land, then you could call it whatever you want, the Illuminati, the ruling elite, the cabal, whatever, right? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. What matters is that we are way more powerful than we give ourselves credit for when we actually see each other as family. Because there is no 1% that could overcome the 99% that is one. You are the only person that could take a conversation about peroxy nitrite and turn it political. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment because I love you. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, really what I'm getting to, because that was kind of like a tangent, and, and, you know, thank you for pointing that out, but... Uh, what I'm really getting to is it's like, you know, we don't have to be victims of these things. You know, we, we don't have to forfeit our power and say, oh, well, you know, if, if 5G is happening, it's happening. If the next iPhone is, is coming out, it's coming out. If uh, our routers are going to be putting out hundreds of billions of waves a second and, you know, everyone else is doing it. So if everyone else is doing it and they think it's OK, then it must be fine. Uh, we don't have to forfeit our power in that way. And we can take 
control of our environment and the way we express ourselves and take our health back and take our power back. Um, because what you just said, man, you know, whether anybody understood any of the terminology, uh, the biomechan bio biochemical terminology, it's like, wow, hopefully a light bulb just went off and, and someone's head listening to this and they're like, man, this thing that I was told that was safe, this thing that my kid is playing on for one or two or three or four hours a day uh, is actually making me less vital, less present, and, and less happy, healthy, and human. And if, if that's not brought into the collective consciousness, then we are giving our power away, literally and figuratively. Um, but anyways, that's the end of my political rant about uh, pyroxynitrate. <laughs> <laughs> and and kids are the most susceptible, actually, because their myelin sheets yep. aren't fully developed. Their skulls aren't fully developed. Um, so they're getting a, a full blast of that EMF radiation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to dive yeah. into this a little bit more. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back, guys. If you want to call in, give us a call at 909-792-5222, and you can talk to me and Joe about EMFs and crazy stuff. See you in a bit. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. Zero Point Athletics. Calamasa's newest gym, the Inland Empire's newest gym. Unbelievable services, unbelievable gear and equipment. Zero Point Athletics. You thought you knew what a gym was supposed to be like? Visit Zero Point Athletics and find out for yourself, first-hand experience, all that matters. Zero Point Athletics. Your body, your mind, your spirit will never be the same. Zero Point Athletics, 1103 Calamesa Boulevard, Calamesa. Call 810 7973. That's area 909-810-7973. Zero point. Athletics. Bob Vila here with my home improvement tip of the day. Adding a half bath to your basement not only increases convenience, but it can also boost the value of your home. You'll need to know nope. if sewer I, or I septic lines are buried sufficiently deep in the ground so gravity can do most of the work getting rid of waste. A check with your municipality yeah. or the contractor who built your home will probably provide the answer. If it'll be gravity doing most of the work, you'll still need to install a one-way valve to keep wastewater from backing up into the basement. If the lines are above the level of the toilet, one good option is to install an up-flushing toilet. They generally have pumping mechanisms hidden inside the toilet or behind it. Up-flushing toilets are not cheap, but you probably won't have to cut through your basement slab, so that'll save you money. Some models even allow you to tie in the wastewater lines from sinks and shower stalls. In any case, don't start the job before you check local building codes. Most installations will require a permit. Get more info at BobVila.com and right here at home with me, Bob Vila. KCAA. Welcome back to the Zero Point Health Hour. You can give us a call at 909-792-5222 if you'd like to be a part of the conversation that me and Mr. Joseph Brasfield 
are on the journey of experiencing together. So we kind of left you guys with a, a little ominousness and a, a little little Taylor uh, regurgitation rant that happens sometimes. I just kind of leave my body and I turn into Tourette's Taylor. So uh, you're welcome, and I'm sorry at the same time. <laughs> are you there, Joseph? I'm here. I'm here. I'm just listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. If you're listening, then hopefully other people are too. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you've gleaned some insight from from Dr. Mercola's book and uh, – one of the one of the other books, if you guys are interested in learning more about this, that that really really hit home for me is called "Going Somewhere" by Dr. Andrew Marino, and uh, it's 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 really fascinating to me because I I operate under the belief system that we have the ability to create whatever reality we want internally and externally. And that's, you know, kind of the echo of epigenetics, right? If we biohack or become aware, oh, aware enough, if we get woke enough, then we can kind of uh, take, take the reins with our health, our biology, our mentality, our spirituality, and the way that we show up in the world. And um, that's why, you know, this has been brought up on a handful of our, of our shows now, uh, the, the idea of 5G. And this is something that is is very controversial and 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 you brought that up i mean there's been multiple uh social media um platforms that have uh banned people for even speaking about this and it's it's really interesting because a lot of the the money behind that and the funding behind that comes from the telecom systems specifically in europe that are uh responsible for rolling out 5g and the the kind of last thought I have on this, and then we can kind of go in, in any direction here, is, you know, you, you alluded to earlier that there has always been this argument, one that you and I actually had at one point, <laughs> about ionizing uh, and non-ionizing radiation, and if they're both harmful or if one's more harmful than the other. And it's it's interesting because, you know, I use this example a lot, that if I said, hey, Joe, you want to grab a cup of coffee in front of an x-ray machine and just have a have a six-hour-long conversation? Uh, you'd probably tell me no <laughs> because that there's like a, there's a level of awareness there where people are like, you know, last time I was in an x-ray machine, I had to wear a lead skirt. So maybe that's probably not something I'd want to have a cup of coffee, a six-hour-long cup of coffee conversation in front of. Um, but when it, when it comes to these things that we have in our pockets and that we hold in our hands uh, – there's not the same level of awareness there. And also, there's, you don't get any satisfaction out of getting an x-ray done. You know, like there's no like, oh, man, that felt so good. But when it comes to social media, the way we share, the way we communicate digitally, there's, there's a lot of reward systems. There's a lot of dopamine. There's a lot of, um, you know, light wave frequencies and, and this feeling of instant gratification that, you know, it's great that I can talk to you right now and you're in Florida and we're on the radio. Like, that's a beautiful gift. Like, look at what science has given us. It's amazing. But we have to, we have to understand that, you know, uh, something that's that powerful, like, has to be used in a very conscious and responsible way. Um, and there's a trade-off. There, and there's always a trade-off, right? And, and if you are aware of that, and, and, and that's the first step is just having the, uh, some awareness around it. But if you're aware of that and you're also aware of how you can regulate and combat some of those things, then it can become a beautiful tool instead of something that's detrimental, you know, and it, it kind of reminds me of that Alan Watts quote that, you know, the, the, the brain, the mind is, is a wonderful tool, but a terrible master. And I feel like technology is, is very, it resonates in that same realm, you know, and so that's, that's really the only point about bringing it up is I want 
people to just at least have a seed planted in their mind that generates enough curiosity for them to come to their own conclusion, you know, because if, if you're always on the phone, always on your laptop, always watching TV and your kids are doing the same thing and your siblings and your spouse and your family and everyone you love and care about are doing the same thing and they don't at least have a level of awareness of how that's impacting them. To me, that's something that's worth bringing up again and again and again and again and again. Um, and until people are at least able to make an informed decision, because at the end of the day, it's your body. You know, you have, you have every right to ionize yourself to death. But if you don't even know you're doing it, then that takes away your agency, that takes away your freedom and your independent to choose. And, and this is something that has been, in my opinion, intentionally withheld from the, the public eye. Because 5G, from my understanding, because it has such a high frequency and such a high bandwidth, it can't travel as far as lower bandwidth frequencies can. So if we're going to continue this process of rolling out 5G, which, yeah, of course, I'm going to hear you clearer on the phone. I'm going to be able to download things faster. I'm going to be able to stream things faster. And that's all cool. But you need to have way more 5G generating you know, devices, whether you want to call them towers or 5G generators or whatever, um, in order for that to happen, because that frequency can't be carried as far. So if we have a much higher frequency and a much higher bandwidth, but it's also at a way higher volume and a way higher density, then that just takes this whole thing up to another, the next octave. And this is something that, you know, it, it kind of echoes the same argument with genetically modified foods, where it's like, okay, if you're looking at genetically modified foods, the whole premise behind that is, oh, well, let's feed the world. Let's make sure that nobody goes hungry. Let's make sure that everyone can eat. That intention is pure and beautiful and awesome. But we don't have enough information around what we're actually doing by playing God and, and moving these things around on how this is going to affect our kids or our grandkids or our children's children's children. So when we start playing with fire like this, I feel like people need to at least know that they can be burned. Yeah. Um, the, the signal doesn't, it doesn't travel far. Not only does it not travel far, but it also gets absorbed by humidity and rain very easily. Mm -hmm. um, so the way that you combat this is they introduce these things called, I think they're called beamers, right? Is that what they're called, beamers? Yeah, they're like little amplifiers that amplify the wave. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah essentially they're like these little small devices that are called beamers, and those have to be placed every 300 feet. And if you don't know what 300 feet looks like, it's about two houses. Yeah, so that's crazy. So they need to install one of these boxes every two houses in order for 5G to get everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I just want to point out, too, that, that 5G makes it sound like an upgrade, right? It makes it sound like an upgrade from 4G, but that's not true. It's actually in addition to. So mm -hmm. you're not only... You're not already you're already swimming in all of these EMF waves, and then they're just going to add on more. Yep, piggybacking um, it. Yeah, and I I can see some of the the arguments um, because 5G it cannot pass through drywall, it cannot pass through stucco, it cannot pass through brick, it it can't pass through these substances. So they're like, well, why you know the, these waves aren't going to be constantly coming into your house, but. Over time, we're going to see, uh, we're seeing even more smart devices come out with smart appliances. You, you're going to have smart refrigerators that can order their own food. You're going to have smart washing machines that can order their own detergent. Um, it's, you're, you, you already have smart meters, which allows the utility companies to read your meter without even coming out. Mm -hmm. And all of those things, your, your car, all of those things are going to take a 5G signal. So all of that stuff is going to constantly be coming at you. 
Um, not only that, but you could have a box right outside your house that's aimed directly at your house. So anytime you make a phone call, anytime somebody texts, anytime your refrigerator sends out an order to get more kefir, you're getting bombarded <laughs> with that radiation. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's the issue, uh, basically. What's, what's your understanding or your thoughts on um, the idea that 5G can undergo something called quantum jump conductance? Uh, I don't think I've gotten to that chapter because <laughs> I've never heard that term before. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if it's in Mercola's book. Uh, I know it's in a handful of the other ones that I've read. And uh, this this is actually what initially kind of freaked me out because um, – and, and I might get some of these details wrong, so I'm I'm admitting that before I say this. But I, you guys can look into this yourself and, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on any of these details. But if I understand the concept – uh, clearly, because this was a—I mean, dude, this—I started getting into this years ago, so it's been a while since I retouched the quantum jump conduct conductance thing. But <clears throat> most most waveforms, whether it's microwave, RF, whatever, they they are actually naturally occurring. Like there's microwave radiation all throughout the universe. There's radio frequencies all throughout the universe. There's a lot of different light frequencies and all this stuff, right? And even even one, two, three, and four G. Um, are kind of, you know, built on these natural waveforms. Like uh, they, they're fundamentally uh, created by looking at a natural waveform and then kind of tweaking it a little bit. Um, but my understanding is now that our understanding of physics has evolved quite a bit because, you know, I hate to break it to you, Newton was wrong about a lot of stuff. 95% uh, of what Isaac Newton did was actually alchemy, if you, if you weren't aware of that. He was not that into physics. He was much more into religion and alchemy, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, the idea with quantum jump conductance is that anything that has the ability to conduct electromagnetic energy, so metal, for example, almost any kind of metal, uh, could actually act as another 5G beamer or another booster. So like if you have a knee replacement or you have rods in your spine or you have, uh, you know, amalgam or cavities like metal in your mouth, uh, you're wearing metal jewelry. Uh, whatever, then when that 5G signal hits the metal, it's actually able to jump conduct. So like normally, in order for actual like currency or electromagnetic energy to uh, be conducted, there has to be a conductor, there has to be some kind of wire, right? Because when you're when you get a cell phone call, you're, you're getting the wavelengths, you're getting the information, but it's not charging your phone, like there's no actual exchange of, of energy per se, I mean, there is, but it's more the frequency and the information that's being, you know, um, going across the waveform, right? Well, 5G from what I can recall is able to actually transmit energy and jump. So it's almost like if there's a 5G uh, beamer outside your house and you got a septum piercing in or an artificial knee and that frequency hits something that can, can conduct electromagnetic energy, then your knee just became a 5G beamer. <laughs> so it's almost like, you know, uh, if you're laying on a box spring mattress at night and you're, you have your phone and it's getting some 5G signal, you're basically laying on a giant radar dish of metal springs that are acting like um, these, these beamers or these, these, um, you know, this way of amplifying the wave. And so that, that's what kind of freaked me out because it's like, all right, well, if, if there's someone that has a 5g beamer or a 5g tower or whatever down the street and they have a, a, a 
artificial knee and it hits their artificial knee and then it hits their car and then it hits my, my septum piercing or my earring, you know, it, it becomes this thing where there's almost like this spider web of this neural net of beamers that, and we are them. And a lot of household objects and things that we wouldn't consider, uh, that would not normally produce radiation are now actually emitting electromagnetic waves through the idea of quantum jump conductance. So I could have some of those details wrong. I'm actually going to brush up on that. But if that sparked your guys' interest, um, Joe's going to hate me right now. But uh, I would I would encourage you guys to check out some of Dr. Jack Cruz's work, K-R-U-S-E. He's definitely a polarizing dude. He's definitely kind of a jerk, but he's, in my opinion, a genius. And if we can glean some insight from that information that allows us to live in a better way, then to me, it's worth exploring. Uh, same thing with uh, Dr. Andrew Marino. He's he's actually an awesome dude. I love him. Uh, but they're both definitely the experts. And I'm just kind of recalling the insights that I've gleaned over the last couple of years because it's been a while since I dove down the EMF wormhole. I've been a little too obsessed with uh, the evolution of consciousness and chakras recently. <laughs> Uh, but well, I, that I hate to uh, I hate to worry you even more. But there was actually a study done um, that shows the EMF, uh, the or the uh, MMWs. MMWs are the waves that 5G emits. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't have any safety studies done on 5G specifically. There's been no studies done mm -hmm. to date on the safety of 5G. Um, that's just a fact. But we have done a lot of thousands of studies on MMWs, which stands for millimeter waves. Those mm -hmm. are the waves that 5G emits. Mm -hmm. um, and there's even been a, a, a study done that showed that these millimeter waves could cause pain, like physical pain. Mm -hmm. And the way that they do that is they use your sweat ducts as, as an antenna. So mm -hmm. these waves can actually be conducted to your sweat ducts mm -hmm. and cause pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How exactly that happened, I don't know. Maybe it's because you're sec secreting all of these environmental toxins out of your, your pores, but that, that was shown, um, and, and that research actually was classified by the CIA. That yep. came out in 1977, and that was classified and was only declassified in the 2010s. Um, so we've known, we've known the dangers of millimeter waves um, for, for a long, long time. Yeah, dude. Uh, so it, it, it's just crazy that, that no, no safety studies are being done on this. Well, and, and I'm not going to go too far down this wormhole, but I'm going to invite you guys to if, if this catches your, your attention because, uh, you know, I don't want to get too controversial. But uh, there was a podcast Joe Rogan did recently with, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but they were talking basically about Charles Manson and, uh, you know, the murders and, and the whole Manson family thing and uh, all that stuff. And... It was really interesting because the the CIA was working very closely with that group of people, and they actually had agents that would dress up kind of like college student hippies, and they would lure in young people into these groups. They would give them psychedelics, and then they would you know kind of brainwash them or condition them to do these things like go out and murder people, and they would have no recollection of it. And one of the things I found really interesting is the fact that when you are able to concentrate and direct those waves they affect your psychology as well. I mean, you just brought up physical pain. Well, physical pain is 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 a signal that the brain's picking up. So like if your if your sebaceous glands are releasing fluid, water, that water would be able to pick up an electromagnetic resonant frequency because it's a liquid crystal. And if that was carrying a, a frequency that told your brain, hey, something weird's going on over here, then your brain would then produce the sensation of pain to bring awareness to it. And I found it very interesting because uh, that's around the same time frame that 
that you just brought up. And one of the uh, ideas that was thrown out there was when they would have these these kind of, I don't know what you would call them, these like hippie party house type things where everyone would be on hallucinogens, they would not only be kind of culty brainwashing them, they would also be bombarding the entire building with high intensity focused electromagnetic frequencies that would make people behave in a different way. And, you know, that th this is like through the Freedom of Information Act and, and, and some of what's come out with public domain, um, you know, the MK Ultra kind of idea of being able to control someone's mind is intimately linked to electromagnetic fields. So it's just kind of interesting that, you know, there's all of this fear, all of this stress, all of this anxiety, and there's also all, all of these new frequencies and forms of information that are hitting our body without us even knowing it. And it affects us biologically in, in regard to our cellular health and our DNA and all this stuff that we just talked about. But it's funny to me that people would think that it would affect only that. And it wouldn't actually affect your emotional state. It wouldn't actually affect your beliefs. It wouldn't actually affect your mood. To me, that's kind of illogical. When, would you agree with that or disagree with that? No, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, if you removed the EMFs, I feel like your phone already affects your mood just with the social media and the news. And <laughs> Oh, dude, I mean, even the colors. I mean, you know, this has been known for a long time. I mean, this is why politicians wear certain colored ties, and this is why McDonald's uses red and yellow colors because they, it, it elicits a, a, an emotional response. Like, it makes you hungry mm -hmm. or it makes you want to trust that person. Or, you know, I mean, you want to you sell more cars? Wear a blue suit. It works every time, you know? <laughs> like, that's just part of our psychology. And it's, uh, oh, well, look at what color Facebook is. Look at what color Instagram is. Look at what color Twitter is. Look at what color Snapchat is. These are all things that actually release dopamine in your brain. It, it, it's a drug. It immediately gives you this feeling th that is positive, but it's very short-lived because dopamine, it, you, you, it, you'll chase it. It's a very cheap high. It's a very short high. Uh, whereas serotonin is a lot more of a grounded, intrinsic, happy feeling. Well, it's kind of ironic, or maybe it's not ironic at all, and it's not a coincidence at all, <clears throat> that those artificial light frequencies also really disrupt your melatonin levels. Well, melatonin is the precursor for serotonin. So if you have less melatonin and you're getting more dopamine, then you're producing less serotonin. So you're going to want more and more and more and more dopamine, which means you want more and more and more Instagram, more and more phone, more and more carbs, more and more of these coping mechanisms that are not sustainable and producing longevity and health and wellness. And we're pretty much out of time here, but you know, this was just supposed to be a thought provoking conversation. So if you guys are interested in learning more about this, we had uh, a couple references, Mercola, uh, Dr. Mercola's book, Jack Cruz, Dr. Andrew Marino. Um, and there's, there's tons and tons and tons more on this stuff. But um, if you guys would like to learn more about this, uh, you can uh, email zeropointathletics at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at zeropointathletics. Or you can actually schedule a, ses a session with me, and we can go over all this information and do an assessment, and it won't cost you a dime. You can just go to dvt.as.me and put yourself right on my schedule. But we're out of time, Joe. I love you, man. You are such a genius, and I love our conversations. Thank you very much for sharing yourself and your time with myself and everybody listening. And I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Have a good one. All righty. Take care, man. Thanks.
KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.